Hello and welcome to the sitcom Sit Down, I'm a John. And so am I. And we have a returning guest, Mr Simon Hart. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. You? I'm, I'm very well. I'm back. The revenge. The revenge because it was such a, a appalling <laughs> Quite possibly. experience last time. I brought my glasses as well this time, just in case you decide to whip out a script at three-point font. Oh. As, long as, as long as that's all he whips out. <laughs> yeah, remind was it Father Ted last time? It was Father Ted. It was, remind yeah. the listeners. So we did Father Ted. That's yes, right. Yeah. Oh, that was my... Um, Attempt at chat GPT humour, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never tried that again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, folks. Amen no. to that. Yeah. There is, um, I mean, any eagle-eared listeners, um, <laughs> that bit never made it anywhere. Eagle-eared. Yeah, I, uh, I edited it out. <laughs> as much as I was tempted to leave it in for my own amusement. But we are doing a different sitcom this time. Um, Simon, mm. what have you chosen and why? I have chosen Spaced. Mm. Spaced is just something that just really resonated with me in my mid-twenties. I was 25. It was just something that was totally different from the BBC shows, which are quite kind of like, yeah. either like lab-style mm. comedies or nicey-nicey comedies, or you've got your across the ponds like your Frasers and your Friends. It's almost an anti-Friends, I suppose, um, but coming out of the UK. Um, and also one of the first programmes that kind of used the pop culture references similar to the way that Simpsons was doing it which mm -hmm. I think was probably one of the first they, they were kind of really doing it around the 90s as well I believe, believe that was an influence very much so yes I think when they sold it to Channel 4 um, they crossed it with Simpsons and two other things that I wish I'd written the, down The X-Files The X-Files and Northern Exposure God, he's on the ball today isn't he? Wow, Northern Exposure I've not seen I don't think I've seen Northern Exposure I've heard of it Wow. Well, I like it. It was brilliant. Was it? It was. It was excellent, yeah. Kind of, um, Hamish Macbeth, I suppose, is almost a similar kind of thing, you could say. To be honest, I'm, a, I'm another one. I've never seen Northern Exposure. It was like, uh, it was about like a, like a Canadian Mountie who went and like solved kind of crimes and oh. stuff like that. But, am I yeah, thinking of Jew South as well? Then? Or am I thinking of Jew South? Was he a doctor or a solicitor or something that had to go and live in a remote place? I, I don't know. I Google mean, I, it, listener. Yeah. We're not sure. Um, coming up soon on Northern Exposure. It's not supposed to go well. Oh, don't worry. Okay, that's all right. Don't worry. Um, but Northern Exposure is not the only thing you haven't watched. You hadn't watched Space before we did I'd this. I'd never watched Space before. No, it kind of passed me by. I think I was aware that it referenced things like... I don't know, Marvel comics and certain style of film that isn't really my genre. Uh, I can't make saying French things. and um, but So I can't, I don't know if I just left it alone for that reason. No, there's some reason I didn't watch anyway. Um, but in, in a way, but I, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much. For, because Ooh. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and again, a bit like, because I was at similar trepidation and for similar reasons with Red Dwarf. The bottom line is it's just still like five disparate people just trying to rub along, you know, mm. who, who live, live in the same house, you know. And uh, I just thought it was great. And I, I found them, I found the uh, characters very, very easy to warm to. And, um, you know, I like, I like how they work together in the end, became friends, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very much kind of the crux of the, of the whole thing anyway, is, yeah. is, is the relationships between the two people. And like I say, almost like it was the, the anti-friends. It's yes, still almost yeah. like very much that kind of um, the, the uh, UK version of it, people living in 
the same flats or you know like the same area that's that's right yeah 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 that type of thing and very much how those kind of interrelationships work between each other um and i think that you know it gives it it really gave it that really human element to it as well like you say you're totally warm to every character absolutely absolutely. should we give a bit of context for a listener who doesn't absolutely yeah so there's two central characters tim and daisy two twenty somethings in north london the setup is there in the first episode um, they've got to pretend to be a professional couple in order to finally get somewhere to to live after he's had a breakup and her partner's moved away to hull hull university yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's right uh, so sam and peg and jessica jessica stevenson in the lead roles also the, the writers and creators and Edgar Wright as director, an ensemble cast um, of actors. So um, you, you say it was a kind of like an anti-friends thing. It was pitched to be something that would appeal to the twenty-somethings, but wasn't about shagging. Yeah, where people yeah. Cool out and shagging. Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson are kind of like reckon. Particularly, he is now, isn't he? He's in, he's in Mission Impossible, and he's Scotty but, from the Stone Hollywood yeah. star, isn't he? Yeah, so. certainly. But it was they'd. Co- I think they collaborated on a sketch show. Yes, I think it was called Asylum. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Edgar Wright was the director of that as well. Edgar Wright directed ah. some of that. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a sketch show, and um, also Julian Barrett was in it. So Julian mm-hmm. Barrett, who's in Mighty, Mighty Boosh, Boosh yeah. and he was originally kind of skidded in to be one of the characters. I think it might have been Brian. That would make sense. Brian, wouldn't wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. Um, but couldn't do it. So which is how they uh, uh, they ended up with Mark Heap. Which to be fair, I'm kind of. For me, Brian is the is absolutely the greatest character. Really? I think almost in sitcoms, rather. It, you know, oh my let word! Alone the whole program. It's a bold claim. Bold claim. I, I think Mark Heap is one of the oh, greatest he's, he's comic m- actors that we've had in the last twenty years. He's magic because we loved him in uh, Friday Night Dinner mm. as well when he was when he was doing that. It could well, be more different. No, could be more different. Well, this hand. is it. See, I like Brian, but <clears throat> he sort of there's one episode where he sort of turns a bit Jim, and I kind of wanted him to just morph into Jim. It wouldn't have worked. Jim? He's Jim, isn't it? From, uh, oh, sorry, from Friday. Right, okay, sorry, of course, yes. It's just like, do you know, it's just like all of the colour drained from Simon's face then, and then it got drained from my (laughs) face then. I am, I have got the character name, yeah, I just, I just jumped to another sitcom from over, and we'll go back to space. That is some, that's some statement, that. I think so, I mean, because they worked together as well in Big Train, so that Mm. was, that was another kind of sketch that Simon Pegg and uh, uh, Mark Heat worked on as well, and I think some of the writing team, so. Uh, also as well Kevin Eldon was in yeah. Big Train and he appears in space so there was like that kind of group of actors and stuff yeah Mark he's brilliant Green Wing as well mm-hmm. uh, he's fantastic and yeah. That just, but yeah Brian for me the way he plays it is oh, wow. amazing it is okay. terrific terrific character the tortured the tortured artist yeah yeah and apparently yeah. it wasn't meant to be like that originally. So no. it was meant to be, he was written as a little bit more kind of flamboyant in the way mm. that Julian Barrett would have done it a little mm-hmm. bit more flamboyantly. And um, th- he kind of came into the edition and sort of said, oh, I, I kind of want to do it a bit darker. And, mm. uh, uh, and, and to the point where they pretty much rewrote the entire script based on the character that he kind of was, was doing in auditions. Oh. Um, so yeah, they were pretty much rewriting it on the, uh, on the spot quite yeah. a lot with that type of thing they did a really nice thing with his character in the second uh, season I thought with, with his mum's in because you sort of think oh, there's this, it's like pretending that he's gone to be a solicitor hasn't he but yeah. then but he sort of got resolved quite easily rather hmm. than the charade you would have expected where he's got to kind of keep up pretenses yeah so, she made it easy for him mm. by saying his father should have 
been an artist because he's so good yeah. and you know yeah and it, yeah it turned out he didn't have to put on appearances at all did he she was she was all for it which i thought was nice and it does have a heart as a show Oh, Marcia. Yeah. Oh, I think wonderful. And, yeah. it, and it's, it's great. The, the, there was a, a very similar device to Mrs. Mannering in, in um, Dad's Army and Maris Crane in Frasier, where you don't mm. really see the daughter. Yeah. Mm. You just see her legs or whatever. You know, <laughs> she just referred to. I mean, the, one of the greatest lines that I really, really did make me laugh out loud was when Marsh said, the fruit of my loin just fucked off to top shop with the <laughs> housekeeping. <in." laughs> just... Just thought it was magic. Well, apparently, yeah, so that character, so Martha, what Marsha was actually based on a, a landlady that Jessica Stevenson had. So oh, right. she did live in like a kind of a flat above her. Apparently, she wasn't like a drunk or anything like that, or, you know, a wino type of person. But yeah. she constantly, apparently, constantly had loud arguments with her daughter that she'd never seen. And, oh, yeah, wow. and, and her boyfriend actually oh, did great. have a motorbike. So, that. so that. it was yeah. kind of based on that. And the voice is based on a, a man. A friend, she who, who talks like that. So ah, right. that's how she came up with the voice as well. It's just a friend of hers, but it's a man. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah she's uh, great as Julie Deakin because she she plays a um, Alan Partridge's love interest in one of the episodes yeah. as well. Is she the one where she's the secretary? And when he <laughs> keeping the ball from the door. That's the yeah. one. Give better yeah. access to Dixons, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the greatest scenes ever. But yeah, yeah, I think she's a great character. Yeah, certainly. And um, we've got Nick Frost as well. I think yep. it was his first acting role, I believe. Yeah, well, they were just friends. So, but he was best mates with Simon Pegg. Um, and Mike was a character that he, did, that he just did to make Simon Pegg laugh. And so they just <laughs> said, well, look, he's just got to be in the show. So that's what they did. You just think, kind of, how did this happen? Where there wasn't a great deal of kind of track record or pedigree on, on any side there, really. Obviously, the we look at them that one is it's particularly talented I'm going to talk about Edgar Wright at some point I'm sure but yeah 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 um, but yeah to, oh yeah I've got my mate yeah it'll be funny it'll be fine and yeah. it, still it works and now he's got he's got his own TV shows he's obviously a film star as well absolutely I mean the, as you say him and Peg and Edgar Wright constantly worked together haven't they since mm. well, it, was a pre, it was a precursor to the Cornetto trilogy I suppose as well wasn't it the Shaun of the Dead absolutely Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz and all that yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah the world's end just, I just felt like I needed to complete no, the trilogy. No, 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 you did right. Yeah. You did right. We okay. needed to scratch that itch. Yeah. My son loves the Cornetto trilogy, but I can't. I couldn't get him to watch Space for some reason. Really? really? I was just like, this is like the forerunner for it. But maybe it's because I, me and John were talking about this off air. I mean, I watched it on YouTube. It was pretty pixelated. <laughs> 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 uh, which maybe spoil some bits, but I guess we can talk about it. Because... Yeah, so if anybody's listening to this who hasn't watched the show, what we probably haven't really got across is just how unique it was. And maybe this is the point where we start talking about the Edgar Wright because like the, 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 he's got so many kind of like classic shot Edgar Wright shots within there. So he's gone on, and obviously we mentioned Cornet or Trilogy, but uh, Baby Driver, uh, oh, what's the, uh, Last Night in Soho, mm-hmm. I've seen that great, I really like that film. The panning shots with somebody walks across the camera and you're in the next scene or the yeah. kind of like quite crude drop between transition from one character to another. And it's, it's quite, I mean, it's cinematic because it's cinema that I watch, but at the time it didn't look like anything like that. And then the rules of Space is basically anything goes. It's almost like um, the young ones where it's just like, we'll have a scene and then just something completely mental will happen and then we'll go back to the plot afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's kind of how my mind works. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, so it, 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 very much a visual style. So, like, it, it, you know, lots of the, the whip cuts and yeah, you know, things like these, that. But these, also, these sort guys of the, know the, the correct little terms. <laughs> I'm just made that bit up. I'm hopeful that's right. You are right. Oh, okay. There you go. Whip cut. <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, but that, that visual style, and also as well, just where it it breaks for that like two or three seconds to deliver the punchline of of something that where, you know, sort of somebody says a line. And then it's like a break where it just goes off into their head for the five seconds of what that thing actually happened. And more than more often than not, it's all, it's in a film style vignette mm. as well. So yeah. the way that they set those up, I think, is 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 just fantastic. There's some nice flashbacks as well with um, Nick Frost and Sam and Peg. Mm. I like the fact as well Nick Frost as a child still had the tash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the, I think the they went back as well, yeah, to to Brian when he was a child and he still had the goatee beard, yeah, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, so you're sure this, it was him. Well, that's yeah. it. So that's, there's this little kind of bubbling <clears throat> thing um, that goes through it about how they're still, why they're friends and how they're, st- you know, why they're so close and all this type of thing and yeah, why yeah. Tim feels he needs to look after Mike. Uh, and that kind of gradually surfaces throughout yeah. the, uh, especially the second series. So Simon Pegg used to be stand-up. So even before kind of big train and stuff like that, he was a stand-up comedian. I remember seeing him on like uh, BBC you know, mm. like he used to do like young comedian, oh, yeah, young yeah. comedian things, and and I remember seeing him, and it's like God, he's, this guy's really good, really, really yeah, yeah. liked him, and then kind of started doing the sketch show stuff. Totally lost my train of thought. Where am I going? You well, the thing Your is, he, he wanted thought. to do the the secret language of men. With oh yeah, so that was part. Of that was originally yeah. he was kind of yeah. working on that as uh, mm. he thought oh, that might be interesting as uh, uh, um, as something he's doing a stand up and he was trying to work it into his, mm. his set and didn't didn't quite go but he still thought that it had mileage so I thought oh, I'm going to stick this into into space and obviously with, with Mike apparently they did use to, they did used to do it it was like the Corona <laughs> like pretend that they're like doing and they got they got Brian Who involved did he say, didn't he they said, well. oh he said he did it with somebody um oh somebody really famous I can't remember who it was somebody just Tom like Cruise? totally bonkers where you it thought, wasn't like, Tom what? Cruise yeah it wasn't Tom Cruise St- it's Steven some... Spielberg no no no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's irrelevant the Queen well, it'll come back to me in about 20 minutes I'll just go <laughs> 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 Okay, that's uh, that's good. That now the listener has to stay till the end. Sorry, yes. see whether uh, whether or not Simon. Not to apologise. No, 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 no. It's, it's the closest we've got to a cliffhanger. <laughs> I have to Google it now. <laughs> um, we haven't again. There was um, twist, which apparently was another character that was based on somebody that they know. It just feels like it's like all the stuff that they found funny and the people that they found funny and odd. Let's just meld them all together and because this world's got pretty flexible rules should we say um, yeah yeah it's just just about kind of going for it and having fun and it got recommissioned before it even aired the first the first series the, mm. the channel 4 just thought this is great people are going to love it wow um Imagine having that confidence you can't imagine it happening now no yeah. no well now i mean stuff if, if it goes onto netflix or whatever and you can go to number one and still not get second series yeah yeah because uh because the algorithm decides but we didn't know. have an algorithm back then. No, God, no, no. The Tories got rid of it. Ablin Thatcher. It's good in it, Channel Four. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the a lot of the shows we've talked about on this probably wouldn't have existed, particularly the British shows, obviously without Channel Four. Absolutely. Yeah. Took well, this chances. was the thing. I mean, like, so even at that time, that sort of like, like we're talking about, they were literally just given free reign to. They were mm. pretty much left to do what they wanted to do. They didn't have a huge budget to do it. And they were put on at nine thirty on a Friday night. 
smack between Friends and Frasier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. You'd never get away with that. That never happened now. That's no. very true, no. No. Yeah. And everyone plays it too safe now, don't they? Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like a bunch of mates titting about to an extent. <laughs> but doing it very well. You know, yeah. doing yeah. it really, really Raw well. talent. Absolutely. And they're just playing as well. So they're, like, they're kind of living their lives and in, in how they think their lives are through, you know, you know, sort of like, you know, it's that kind of meme where sort of like how I think I'm living my life, how I'm actually living my life. It's that <laughs> yeah. type of thing. And, that's, yeah, yeah. and I think that's where the the film references work really nicely with them. So the paintballing episode mm-hmm. where it's, um, they're just so obviously just having a right good laugh, but at the same time, they're totally acting out war films between them and, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, the death Especially scene Mike's, at the end. Especially Mike's character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the death scene at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's, well, we, we talked about this off air, didn't we? There's so many kind of references and homages within this. They, yeah. They've just almost gone, let's get as many as as we can. So a lot of them were over my head, but so, my partner was more, spotting them a mile yeah. off. Some are quite subtle and you've got, yeah. like, you've got like your evil dead stuff in it. Some are less subtle like the Star Wars ending. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, nice homage to the royal family as well. The, start yeah, the beginning, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the again, not subtle. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but which was nice because it showed the the household as a family, which I thought was mm. really, really nice. Mm. Yeah. It does, yeah, it really does. The, the six central characters, obviously, I'm sure we can talk about supporting cast uh, shortly as well, but yeah, it's it kind of built on that. And of course, Jessica Stevenson was in both. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I reckon she must have given Caroline a call and said, would you mind awfully if we just mm. nick the opening? So, no, this would have been... I was just about to say this would have been before the Royal Family, in which case <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been miraculous. Clever than I give them thought. The, 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 so you know that uh, beginning of the program you did. Can I nick? You know that, that, that's <laughs> it. Probably thinking of writing. Uh, I'll tell you what, right, if you if listener you were listening to me saying that, then it just goes to show I don't edit out all of the stupid things that I uh, <laughs> that I say on this podcast. But what's yeah. interesting about so you were saying about the um, how some references went over your head because yeah. you're not necessarily as geeky, I suppose, as like you know, yeah. the Simon Peggs and Nick Frost of this and world, Simon Hart, and Simon Hart <laughs> of this world, yeah. But and this is this is not word, no word of a lie. I've rewatched this back in the last couple of last few weeks. I didn't realise that the episode where Daisy goes off and works in the kitchen. Yeah. It's all one flew over cuckoo's nest. I had no idea. I didn't really until the I end because I've never seen. Yeah. I've never seen. One really? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. The whole that. thing just works beautifully. Anyway, I didn't need to see. No, I never said I needed to. You know, you don't need to necessarily know these things. Mm. I mean, it must be great if you can pick them out. But as you say, that worked to treat anyway, yeah. didn't it? That, that, that worked to treat. You know, going down the, the piles of pots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah gonna send you downstairs today not no not downstairs and all that you know which was great you know absolutely great and i'm glad they all ended up in the pub with her afterwards didn't they all the staff yeah from that place mm. which was great fight club star wars pulp fiction back to the future yeah they just kind of um got to have a bit of fun i quite like the um the star Scooby-Doo. wars thing where um shining he's going on about phantom menace yeah. So he works, and he's working in a comic shop, and he, and he has a falling out with Bilbo, mm. who, Bill, Bill Bailey, Bailey yeah. yeah, and then works in the other comic shop, which is which is run by somebody who looks somebody who looks identical. To yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of the dads from In Between Us. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. So Dave, there's the whole thing about him, um, the, the Jar Jar Binks toy. So the kid comes in, and he's absolutely raging. He's kids, you weren't there at the beginning, and all this type of thing, like shouting at a kid. But it really, it, Phantom Menace obviously was out at that time, and Simon Pegg was a massive mm. Star Wars fan, and he, he literally was almost his kind of rant and getting it off his chest. Absolutely, so, you know, you, you could tell it meant something it in real time. <laughs> yeah. So Simon Pegg then went on to be in Star. Wars. He went on to be in yeah. Star. Wars, yeah. yeah. Did you know that? And you may have. Did you know this? The Phantom Menace connection with Spurst. Uh Peter Serafinovich yes. is the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I didn't wow. know that prior to that. Um, but yeah, so the fact that um, he only ever plays basically Simon Peck's nemesis in yeah. things, <laughs> as he did in Shaun of the Dead as well. Uh, the fact that, yeah. he, he's very good as it as well, isn't he? He's yeah. that sleazy, sort yeah. of like, you know, paramour of uh, ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the supporting cast and cameos because we've mentioned Bill there's a few League of Gentlemen in there isn't there yeah Mark, noticed, Mark yeah. Gattis Bruce Shearsmith yeah well Mark Gattis is in with um, you mentioned him earlier didn't Kevin Eldon they did the Matrix yeah. episode yeah they, 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 they went, that's the episode where Daisy goes on travelling around Asia and she comes back and gets a bag switched by um, John Sim John Sim yeah mm-hmm. yeah the Which master the, um, Ricky Gervais turn up yeah he was the re- was responsible for the. Oh, so, yeah, so Ricky Gervais so created the whole scenario. Professional yeah. Uh, couple, yeah. Yeah. I t- I conf- yeah, yeah. I was you got like, the advert wrong in the paper. You did, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, um, no, totally. Yeah, I remember. God, you Ricky Gervais completely forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned David Williams, I think, earlier. And he oh, was Vulva. It, yeah, yeah, good, great character, but also, but in with Paul K, although he's called Dennis Penis, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was absolutely mental last <laughs> <laughs> And responsible for, uh, again, I mentioned Marsha's little thing about the fruit of her loins. There's a great line when um, uh, Brian's got ready to go out to this vulva show. And he's, he said, he's in this ridiculous outfit. And he says, do you think I should lose the waistcoat? <laughs> and Peg's character says to him, I wouldn't lose it, I'd bear it. <laughs> if you lose it, you might find it again. <laughs> just thought it was fabulous laugh. That's the kind of thing people say to some of my uh, outfit choices. <laughs> Earlier on as well, so another one that's like really good like that is that Brian's talking about it. It's quite early on and Simon Pegg's just um, playing his PlayStation and he's talking about the exhibition and Simon Pegg goes, so are you going to go? And he went, oh, I don't know, I'm thinking about it. And he's going, no, I mean, are you going to go now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's usually around oh. this time you mentioned the Americans trying to get the grubby hands on it and it did it did amuse me when yeah. they did show an interest and apparently they said um, when I can find my, in my notes um, we will have to make a few changes we'll have to take out the drugs and the swearing and obviously Mike can't have guns Americans but they didn't so, even approach yeah. Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevens. No, they didn't. Right. They never did. But um, how can you do that? No, yeah. I don't. I really, I don't. I can't say how it would have worked. Could have translated no. at all. No, no. But there are surreal American sitcoms. We've, we've covered some of them on the podcast before. But yeah, maybe went a little. Yeah, maybe a lot of it would go over their heads. Mm. Although you did say actually earlier, I mean, like it's not a million miles away from The Simpsons when you think about it from a sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they should bring it back. Well, I noticed there's some quite big names in one of the, I don't know if it's on, on one of the box set where they've got additional commentary. There's people like Quentin Tarantino and Bill Hader, and, mm. you know, quite big 
American names who are obviously fans. Yeah. Who, who, who do some of the commentary. So uh, he obviously did travel. But um, yeah, it says, well, they didn't do their own version because I can just imagine. And so if they took those, take those three things out. Yeah, no. Because yeah. they're, quite, they're quite happy to mention the drugs and stuff. I mean, when they go clubbing with tyres and stuff. I mean, mm. I love the fact that as well, the dance sequence seems to go you, on forever. You've just yeah. done what I so. was going to do, I think, then. It's what? Talk about my favourite character uh, from Space, who is Tyres. Tyres. Yeah, and some people, I, I've listened to this online, some people hate him. <laughs> Oh, he's no. oh, an amazing character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tires, played by Michael good. Smiley. Yes, um, who sometimes plays quite scary characters in movies and things. Yeah, he's yeah, in quite dark stuff. Like but, yeah, right, but, yeah. but yeah, you owe me twenty quid. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, tires. Tires the uh, the bicycle courier who's yeah. uh, who doesn't eat, just goes out clubbing all the time, taking drugs and dancing to. Anything random objects. He goes in uh, it's the end of one <laughs> episode where he stood by at the end at the uh, traffic crossing. He goes beep beep, and he's just yeah. like dancing next to that, like full on raving. And he it stops. Crossings then it stops. Yeah, yeah. or anything in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he reminds me one of my just presses the button again, and then it, and he goes beep beep. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the clubbing episode is is my favourite episode in it. it is I agree with you. Absolutely fantastic from start to finish. You know, and this is another thing about sort of kind of like what it reminds me of in, in, in my youth um, is that, you know, in human traffic, you've seen human mm-hmm. traffic, you know, Kip, um, before he goes out, his ritual is that he always watches Bill Hicks and then does a tequila and then goes out. And that's his, that's his thing. He watch, watch the king and he watches a bit Bill Hicks stand up and then he goes out clubbing. Yeah. Me and my friends, we watched the clubbing episode of Space <laughs> and then go out clubbing. Oh, wow. We, it was, that was our ritual. We, we absolutely loved it. Nothing really happens in that episode either. No, no, no. It, the, the whole plot is Mike doesn't really want to go out, so they make him go out and then they all have a good time. And I just love the simplicity of that because yeah. I think it's about, it's about eight minutes at the end. It's just them in the, the club. They're just, yeah, this is all this stuff because I think this is going on quite a bit. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's great. But it's really enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. But, and uh, I don't know what they're saying about, I don't know if they're probably not saying anything about the culture, but it begins, of course, doesn't it, with um, Brian, probably in about 1983, because Dexy's a plane and he knocks someone's <laughs> yes. drink over yeah, yeah. and he gets a punch in the face. But because he's in the club and it's the ecstasy culture, he knocks someone's drink over and he gets a big hug. Big hug, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that change, you know. So he probably is not afraid of clubs anymore. It is very nice. drugs, actually, when you think about it. Nothing bad ever happens because of the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from Milado turning up in Sheffield, if you call that bad. <laughs> um, Nick, Nick Frost's character ends up in Sheffield. They've been on speed. You're on the subway, yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, also, I always liked his kind of story about him he couldn't get in the army so he was in the TA wasn't he but then he got kicked out of the TA because he stole a tank mm. and tried to invade Paris <laughs> and they caught, they caught him on um, was it Space Mountain at Disneyland yeah. or something <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they go off on flights of fancy like that yeah, yeah. But, then he, but then he's kind of like slowly integrating himself back into it so he's doing a bit of TA work but then he's also doing working with kids like the Rough Ramblers they call it yeah. and then he goes out on a weekend with them and he's doing trying to do barrel rolls in a canoe with rocks in his rock. Yeah, but he t- put too many rocks in and yeah. nearly killed himself. 
Yeah, and he becomes a lollipop man. But then, but then he, he has a, he, he gets his kind of redemption at the end, doesn't he? Because they let they let him back into the TA because yeah. of uh, yeah. um, he gets interviewed back in, and he's, you know he's been a good boy. And but I love the line of sort of like say, uh, um, they're, they're interrogating or interviewing him and saying that you know people said that he used to be uh, distant and uh, uncommunicative. Do you know why that is? And he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, Mike. Oh, and they're doing the um, the Rorschach test to him. He says, "Oh, what did yeah. you say?" He says, "Guns, oh, yeah. <laughs> bombs, guns and bombs." And like, butterfly, butterfly with a bomb. And I like, realise <laughs> oh, no, butterfly with a bomb. <laughs> Welcome think, back, Mike. The other episode that people kind of. That, jumps to mind when you mention space is the robot wars oh um, again good. that's my if, if i had a top three go on then what's your top three so top you, three you, is clubbing yeah second one is the uh, is metal which we're about to talk about and the third one is the paintballing one yeah okay so so, so the robot what then his nemesis there it's um reese shearsmith yes yeah. ladies and gentlemen reese smith mm. one the first rule of robot wars <laughs> do not talk about robot wars What's second rule? You do not... Uh, oh, no, I got it wrong. It's... Uh, no smoking. No smoking. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a good episode or a bad episode where we just start, like, just... We have just quotes. go through the, the quotes of... of what I, I'm going to take it as, as I hope a we're not thing. spoiling it for your listener if you've not seen it, but you, I can you, highly recommend it. Yeah, I think you probably need to pause now, um, go and watch it, and then come back and see if Simon remembers what it is he was going to say earlier on. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. Like person, isn't it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, so that's your top three. What's your four? Oh, I'm not, I think you I'm can not, just I'm spin not. this out. If you could live with any character from space, who would it be? Or if you had to live with any character from space, who would it be? Um, that's a really good question. Because as much as I like tires, I don't, I don't know. I, I think a bit tired. I think Marsha. Yeah, she owns the house. It's tripled in value. Yeah, that's tripled. And she in likes value. a drink. <laughs> She'll do for me. She'd always have a bit of wine, in, wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Mike. That could be a bit of a laugh. Yeah. You'd always feel safe, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> He's always on on duty. You know? Always look up for you. Look out for you. Really. So, did you watch this on your own then? I watched it with the other half. Yeah. She enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, but I think she watched it at the time and gets ah. all the references and stuff. So. So yeah, it's been yeah. It's, I haven't been in any trouble watching this. Um, it's been enjoyable. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I can only thank Simon for uh, you know pointing me towards it because I've really enjoyed watching it. Really, really enjoyed it. Oh, good. And it still feels quite different now. The style. Yeah. You know what I mean, I know like kind of all kinds of things. I mean, nearly twenty-five years ago, isn't it? Um, but um, yeah, style-wise, I, th- I think it's still pretty fresh. You know. So, particularly no, like no, like in a in a YouTube, I mean it's YouTube TikTok environment now where it's very short attention span, and it doesn't linger too much, does it? Apart it doesn't. From, no, in no. that club for about ten minutes. Yeah. Well, apart from the scenes, a crash bang. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's, there's, there's nothing in about you know, and, and uh, yeah, I like the way it's done. It's, it's just really, really good. It's just it's just a really good sitcom. Oh, good. Well, Very funny, great I've lines. Well, I've remembered seen. two really funny lines that made me laugh out loud. So that's that's <laughs> a lot. So. Yeah, that's no, just off the top of my head. Everybody should see it. Uh, yeah. 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 It's safe as well, isn't it? 
you know, it's it's silly and it's it's safe and nothing really bad is going to happen and it's it's kind of like that that warmth that we get from sitcoms. It's wholesome without being wholesome. Yeah, See what I mean? is, yeah. There's, no, there's no wholesomeness in it. Of, of, of really, you know, everybody. Yeah. And when I say that, and I mean that in the kind of sickly sitcom way. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're wholesome in that they're good people. They're, you know, they're all inherently good. Nobody's inherently bad, but you know, they smoke a bit. You know, they'll go out and do a bit of drugs the flawed, and they drink. The flawed, yeah, they like flaws. all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I think the, the suppose we, I mean, we sometimes ask the question, what does it teach us about life? And I think it teaches a lot about forgiveness as well. Mm. Like a lot, they yeah. are they are very forgiving of each other's flaws, right down to the Bilbo character and Tim. He sacks Tim over the Phantom Menace thing, but then he, <laughs> he wants him back and welcomes him back, and it's like that's yeah. okay. Babylon Five's sort of a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Get out! Yay! But yeah, it's like that. Yeah, they don't feel the need to drag it out over an episode. You know, mm. just oh yeah, it's not the same without you. Will he come back? Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Solved. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, it's quite upsetting the penultimate episode when they all fall out. Yeah, that was the exception to it, I it's think. Quite yeah. Ups- yeah. It's quite upsetting because you don't want them to all fall out. Mm. And they meant no harm lying to Marsha, but she just felt like it was young people taking the piss out of her. Yeah. But, you know, they just wanted to get a room and, you know, it all worked out. But they should have just owned up sooner, that's all. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and of course, um, Tim missed um, Mike's, Becoming a sergeant, Becoming a sergeant yeah, and stuff like that. It was just little niggles and fall up, fallouts, wasn't it, and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, um, so it was nice when it was all resolved at the end. Yeah, all you need to do is just take a tank out, get a tank. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That oh. was another reference to say anything, wasn't it? When he stood on yeah. top of the tank with, yeah, the, yeah, boom yeah, with the boom box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, good. Well, I mean, yes, I said thank you, Simon, for for bringing us this. Yeah. It's been a it's been a joy to watch. Also, only fourteen episodes. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Nathan keeps asking us to do the Simpsons, and we're like, "Fuck off!" Futurama. Yeah. Well, there isn't a movie of space because the team have collaborated again. Mm. Well, there's three main comedies that they've they've got central characters. Although actually, I don't, is Jessica Stevenson in them? I don't think she is because I know. Which? I think I read somewhere that um, because they bracket it with um, like your hot fuzzies and your, yeah. The, the, it's almost doing her a disservice in a mm. way because you know she's only involved in this, but she was obviously you know fifty percent of the writing. Yeah, team, absolutely, so, so, yeah, definitely know. was. So yeah. she was a you know it seemed a bit unfair to just bracket it with that because she mm. was a you know a big part of this. Which, she did cameo in uh, Shaun of the Dead, didn't she? Oh, did she? Yeah. Ah, I was going to say she did that as, as a zombie. No, she was. Do you remember <laughs> the? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the, the reason bit, I say that which I'll explain in a moment okay it's, it's, it's the bit her. where they're kind of sneaking around so there's like a group of six and a oh, friends yeah, and they're, she's they're with, crossing yeah, and they're the same they've people. got Reese Shearsmith as t- as I was going to say Tim as uh, Simon Peck <laughs> Jesus Christ I can't remember <laughs> Sean Sean including <laughs> <laughs> the title oh wow okay that and my uh, royal family yeah uh, Spaced. <laughs> Spaced. Spaced. Uh, hey, did you know which space character does appear as a zombie in Shaun of the Dead? Uh, well, presumably be Marsha. Tyres. Tyres? Yeah, you see him as a zombie. So he's got the, the cap on and the, the yellow cap and so on like that. Yeah, you see him as a zombie. Oh, right. Oh, I didn't know that at all. I'll have to go back and watch it. Found one. Yay. <laughs> okay, so I think we can wrap up there. Um, unless has anybody got anything to add? No, I don't think so. Go watch Spaced, if you haven't before. Yeah, very good. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, so that has been the sitcom Sit Down Does Space. I've been John. 
And so have I. And we've had uh, the, the wonderful Simon Hart. Thank you for coming back. Cheers, Sai. So, and thank you, listener. God bless. <laughs>